Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. And today, well, some of you have probably caught on already, but I am a big old Disney-obsessed woman in her 40s, and I do not have any shame about it. Uh, so this series of episodes were bound to happen. Um, a while back, we fangirled Disney's new land, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and I mentioned it then that I love Disney and love the parks, and the Disney fandom is just one of my favorite. Well, it's time to get into the parks just a little bit more. It's it's such a big topic. I mean, if you've ever been to Disneyland or Disney World, you know physically it's big. But even when you're talking about the fandom, it's a huge chop topic. So I'm going to try to cut it down a little bit into smaller chunks. And this is one of those um, chunk episodes, I guess. Now, for those of you that don't do Disney, don't speak Disney, we are going to speak a lot of Disney. And if you need a dictionary or <laughs> glossary to understand it, I'll try to help you out with that later. But basics, super basics. Disneyland is in Los Angeles and Walt Disney World is in Orlando, Florida. The resorts are then divided into separate parks and those parks are divided into lands. I'm not going all the way down to the land level because, oh my gosh, this, is, this isn't a totally just a Disney fangirl podcast and that's what it would turn into if we, if we went that far. But So we're just going to talk about uh, each park and why we love them. Today, we are talking about the Magic Kingdom Park, and it's the first park we're going to cover. Quick quiz for my guest, see if she's paying attention. Why on earth would we start with Magic Kingdom? I would say Magic Kingdom was the first park to open at Walt Disney World Resort. Ding, 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 ding. And that's proof that I have the right <laughs> cast on my show. I didn't Woo, even like... pass the first question. <laughs> I didn't even warn her <laughs> that that was coming. All right, guys. I have as my guest today, this is Lindsay Paris. Hi, Lindsay. Hey, y'all. How you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Oh, gosh. It's my pleasure. Uh, Lindsay is a self-professed Disnerd. Uh, I, I love it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> she is social media savvy and she wears her hashtag Disney side on her sleeve along with her trading pin collection, of course. <laughs> she is proud to share with us that her husband and two little musketeers love Walt Disney World Resort and all its magic. You are raising them right. <laughs> Thank you. You, you, pick, you picked a good man. <laughs> <laughs> and aside from holding her MFA in costume design, Lindsay creates content on redheadbabymama.com. She also served for two years straight on the Disney Parks Moms panel, which is kind of a big deal if you don't know. If you're not a Disney person, that's like a huge, huge thing. I think, what what is the saying? Like more people get, get into Yale or Harvard than they get yes, into the Moms I, yeah, panel? Yes, yeah, Ivy League school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, she's the real deal here. All right. So right now she's like in the Disney vault, as they call it. <laughs> but um, she she definitely knows her stuff. And she loves sharing off the beaten path activities. And she encourages her friends to try something new on every trip. All right. Lindsay, tell us a little bit more about yourself and where people can find you online. Sure. Um, so I've been blogging for about eight years now. And being as elderly as I am in the blogging world, I guess. Um, all my handles are <laughs> at redhead baby mama. And that of course is for my son. My first kid came out of redhead. My daughter had the nerve to come out of brunette. 
So, you know, still, <laughs> still working with that. Um, but yeah, I'm all over. Um, of course, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I try to put a little Disney in every day. And so that's why I call myself a Disney because I just, I eat up the culture. I eat up the art and I definitely eat up the parks. I think that was one thing that helped me share my nerddom so much when I applied for the Disney Parks Moms panel was that I'm a parks nerd. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I enjoy the movies. I, I read a ton, but the parks are my my nitty gritty. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I am right there with you. My husband's like, you know, there's other places to vacation in the world. I'm like, wait, what is nonsense? I was like, why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> My husband said like, well, you know, for our 10th anniversary, let's, let's go somewhere in Europe. Let's go see another country. And I just like held up a picture of Epcot. Like, why wouldn't you, <laughs> why wouldn't you just do that? <laughs> well, I, I, my angle is a little bit different. I'm like, cool. Let's see Paris, Shanghai, Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was my next suggestion. I'm like, so you want to go to Disneyland Paris, we can. That's we fine. can do that. We can do that. Uh, my husband actually travels a little bit for um, international travel every now and then, and he had a trip to Brussels, and he texts me while he's there, and he's like, "Look, I have this. I have like a full day of doing nothing to myself. I don't know what to do." And so I quickly, oh my god, mm-hmm, yes. I, I quickly googled and I looked, and I'm like, "Hey." there's a train that you could take that'll drop you like right off at Disneyland Paris. And he's like, are you kidding me? I am in Europe. You want me to go to, I'm like, yes, go and yes, live out yes, my dream. Cool. Please go to, and he did. He's, he's a good man. <laughs> he was like, all right. I mean, he, he likes Disney a whole lot too. Um, but I am definitely the fanatic in the, in the group. Um, <laughs> oh, I agree. Same, same here. But, uh, but he did go and, and he gave me a full report. So that's, as of right now, it's as Excellent. close to Disneyland Paris as I have gotten. Uh, but someday, someday. All right. So Amen. tell me a little bit about your other fandoms. I mean, we know we, you love Disney, but is there anything else that you're into just so people can get an, get an idea of who Lindsay is? I'm also a Potterhead, you know, tried Excellent. and true. Excellent. Um, What's your I house? love the... Yeah, oh, I'm a Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw, all right. All right. <laughs> I'm of the Huffle. age where those the, when the books came out, I would go stand at midnight yes. at the neighborhood Kroger, and they would unveil the display, and you'd grab your book and check out at twelve oh one from the Kroger shopping center, and then go home and read until four o'clock in the morning. It, it was Borders in, in in my world, but yes, the yep. same same thing, same thing. <laughs> Absolutely. So long long time reader there. Being a costume designer, you know, I have a, a huge theater background, so I'm a. A historical fashion nerd. You guys might see on my social channels, I do a lot of what I call dapper Disney bound. So I take mm-hmm. those 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s looks and I impose characters on them. And I do that for fun and nerdiness for myself. <laughs> I actually got a couple of friends that are like, oh, I, I, you know, help me make an outfit. I'm like, yes, let's do this. So we're doing Jingle Cruise and Mother Gothel. I got a Kermit the Frog that a friend is doing. So a lot, a lot of really niche down nerdy fun there. Oh, I love those. I I, you know, I, I do a little bit of Disney pounding too, but not, um, but real basic. Like if, if I can buy it on Amazon and put it on my body, then I will Disney bound. I'm hey, not. that counts, man. That counts. <laughs> I am not, not going to go all those extra steps because I ain't got time for that. <laughs> But I love your looks. And I, that's one of the fun things um, about your site that I know that you've tried to cover some of that too for Disney fans who want to participate. You know, you can yeah. get a lot of great ideas there from Lindsay. Thank you. Yeah. What, what's your, what's your Disney history? Like, how did you, how did you, how did you become the way you became? <laughs> Gosh, I get, it was a slow roll at first. My mom tells me that I went to the parks 
really young, like when I was four. And although I do not remember that trip, the the trip that, I mean, sticks in my brain in every, every instance is in 1989. I was six years old. I remember being in the opening days of Disney's Hollywood Studios. At that time, it was MGM, MGM. And, mm-hmm. and I can't. Sometimes I'll just still call it MGM, and I yep. get I get tripped up. I still spell Epcot in all capital letters, yeah, because I I can't <laughs> not do that. Call it Epcot Center. Um, I remember riding the Skyway over Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, thinking mm-hmm. that's the most terrifying ride I've ever seen, and I will never ride it again. <laughs> and then the Disney gods answered me when they they bulldozed it and put poo in. <laughs> and I was like, see, take that. So, um, yeah, I mean, 2000 leagues, 20,000 leagues under the sea was a, you know, a favorite, favorite ride. And I miss it dearly, but I have a long history with the parks that increased in frequency when I was in grad school and then became like a young married adult. I would drag my husband as we started to make our own money be like, Oh, we are in, we're in central Florida. Oh, we're going which day. And I would, you know, let him pick a park and whatever park it was, I would drag him left and right. And we would take a thousand pictures. And, you know, this was well before memory maker was, was a thing. And then it, it just, it snowballed from there. I think right before I was on the Disney Parks Moms panel, I went seven times in one year <laughs> in, in various ways from from running run Disney races to daytime trips to Magic Kingdom. And uh, yeah, that's when he was like, are you sure you want to you want to go again? You want to go there again? Yeah. And I said, yes. Yeah, no he- <laughs> Zero hesitation. Yeah, we're, we're going. What are you, what are you talking going. about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So since we're going to talk about Magic Kingdom today, and you, you alluded to it before when I put you on the spot. Good job. Good job. Magic Kingdom was the first park that was created at Walt Disney World Resort. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I have to pause because... I got a little I got a little choked up thinking about it. I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. I am that level of Disney dork that when I did the Keys to the Kingdom tour, which is a tour that is takes you all through Magic Kingdom and tells you basically the story of how it was made and why they did certain things where they did it and all of that amazing, awesome, nerdy stuff. I cried no less than seven times oh. on that trip. And every single time it was when they talked about Roy Disney and what he did mm-hmm. to make his brother's dream come true. So <clears throat> for those that don't know, Walt Disney never never was at Magic Kingdom Park, right? Correct. Yeah, he passed away. He passed away. He had this grand idea. He, had, he passed away, um, unfortunately. And basically they thought that this – that was going to shelve it and that that was going to be in going to be the end and his brother Roy who was by his side throughout this whole Disney experience you know that was unacceptable and he came out of retirement y'all I mean what yes I, I have brothers and sisters and I don't think any of them love me enough to <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to come out of retirement no, I no, mean, no. <laughs> I mean Roy put so much into that park yep for Walt his health ended up failing yes very shortly after he opened the park yes. and you know and i don't want to say like opening the park killed him that's that's a terrible thing to think or say but he he put so much of his actual heart into the making of magic kingdom that you know he slipped away thereafter because i feel like he he knew that walt's dream of a final draft was complete and just how joyous that is. Yeah. And and Roy wasn't, you know, he never wanted to be in the limelight. Like when you see the video from the opening day, you know, he basically is like, 
I got to do this and I want to get off the stage, guys. Um, <laughs> but any every time I walk in there, every time I walk in there, it, it's not just, you know, a testament to Disney fandom and nerdom and how much, you know, the parks make us feel. But it also is a very much a, a connection to family for me. Not that obviously I'm not related to the Disneys. However, <laughs> I wish. I know. <laughs> However, I... I just think of them and and what they did for each other through their lives and and this ultimate ultimate testimony that just stands you know for brotherly love to me and that's one of the many stories I can tell you as to why I love walking into Magic Kingdom is is there a particular connection or a favorite moment or something uh, that you can relate to your family or to your you yourself with Magic Kingdom that, that just kind of stands out. You know, definitely riding that Skyway back and forth mm-hmm. across the top of the park was so moving for me because I could look down and within a matter of minutes at a glance, see everything that I held dear about that park then. And now as I walk through the park to see how much the footprint has changed, I feel like I've grown with the park. I've grown up in the park. Mm -hmm. um, And I take so much ownership, although none of it is mine. um, (laughs) But you feel uh, like I did this. I was part of this. (laughs) I was part of this. I remember this. I'm excited to move forward with you know, the new opportunities and availabilities that they have in that park. I mean, it is truly, I think that feeling that people talk about when they talk about being home, Mm -hmm. it is that, you know, you walk into the gates, enter on main street USA and like your mom's giving you a big old hug. And it's that, that hub wrapping around you. And then you've got your weenie down at the end of the street, you see the castle and you're just you're running towards it and you've got the smells and the sounds and like your five senses are just bombarded with like this loving, warm feeling. Yeah. I, you know, that's, ugh, that's exactly how I feel. Now I want to uh, <laughs> I've got a little bit of a wait for my next trip. Uh, way up for me. I, I can't go into August, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, that's, that's how I feel too. And I think that's what brings a lot of us back uh, time and time again is there's just something about being there. Now for me, I didn't actually grow up going to Disney World. I went to Disneyland a bunch as a very, very young child. And then there was this huge part of my life where I didn't go to any Disney parks. My parents just weren't Disney people. And if it mm-hmm. was, you know, with that, we just didn't go. And it wasn't until I met my husband and we ended up moving towards the East Coast that we started doing this. But it ended up becoming such a part of us, particularly when we moved to Orlando. And I would take my two young sons at the time um, to Disney World all the time. It was, you know, when living in Orlando, you are super blessed um, because (laughs) because we would go to like SeaWorld on Monday, uh, Disney World on Tuesday, the beach on Wednesday. Like that was my outings with my my two little- Jealous. Yes, my two little boys. And um, so that's always been, you know, that was part of my young family. And then, you know, in, in my case, my, my oldest son actually passed away when he was about four years old, uh, from a, a, an illness. He, he'd had some medical issues his entire life, but Magic Kingdom was again kind of his place because of that dang train. He loves the Walt Disney World Railroad. (laughs) And so now for me, every time I walk in those gates and I see the train, I hear the train, I ride the train, which I do every trip kind of as my nod and saying, Hey, Jake, what's up? That has, 
it's, it's also, we've all moved like my entire family. I'm talking even my parents and my brothers and sisters, everybody's moved. So there's only, I think two houses left in my entire extended family where I can walk in and say, Oh, remember when Jake played over there? Because we've all We've just moved and changed houses. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of my home. My home base is Disney World <laughs> when I walk in and I think about him being there and, and anything. So that's that's what it means to me too, is that that sense of home uh, for my my whole family. And it was something that came kind of later. I didn't grow up with being in the parks, but man, I am making up for it now. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. That's the only way to do it. <laughs> you, you, just, you just have to, right? Um, do you have a... A favorite moment, like, a, I don't know, a character interaction, anything that, that just is, is your favorite story to tell about being at Magic Kingdom? Gosh, one of the, the more surprising feelings I've ever had was when I took my training trip for the Disney Parks mm -hmm. Moms panel with 11 other strangers you know, I had met days before in person and chatted with online for maybe several weeks before and were, you know, galloping across Magic Kingdom during Mickey's uh, Christmas party. And we go and get in line for Big Thunder. And we know we're about to miss the, the fireworks show, but we're okay with that because there was a relaxed, chill essence among us that we had all done so much at the parks that we, we none of us had that rush, that urge of like, oh, we got to get over here. Oh, we got to get over there. It was just all like, what do we want to do? Let's, this is going to be chill and everything is gravy and it was feeling good. So we get in line for the ride. We're riding. We start to take that first incline and the fireworks start illuminating right over Chimney Rock. And uh, it's my favorite. So we, yeah, it was. <laughs> But we weren't looking at our watch. We had no, you know, no notion of what time it was. So it was a a truly surprise and delight moment that we had trapped ourselves in, and we'll, you know, none of us will ever forget that. You just in the moment kind of experience, and that's such actually a, a, a sly little tip that I throw out there to people too. Mm -hmm. Is sometimes when it comes to uh, the fireworks. Yes, you do want to be down, you know, Main Street, the hub area, whatever, you know, to see all of the projections and to get the, the full experience. But you can have such an amazing, unexpected experience if you time it right and end up on a roller coaster. Yes. <laughs> uh, my other favorite is uh, a Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. That is a fantastic fireworks spot because they're basically oh, agree. right over your head. And it's, it's just, it's, it's magical. I know we're not supposed to use that word like all the <laughs> but time, sometimes but, but sometimes that just is what fits. So uh, speaking of, so do you have a one word reaction to this park? Not using magical. <laughs> yes. Not using magical. And it, it took me several months of trying to think about this. Cause you know, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of things and people were discussing about what, what makes this park in particular, or really the Disney culture in particular, so important to mm -hmm, them. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking like, why, why am I continuously drawn to the parks? Why do I always have to touch foot in magic kingdom every single time I'm in Orlando, much less the <laughs> resort. And it's because that part to me, is self-empowering mm -hmm. because I have such a home notion or home feeling when I enter that park. I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm chill. I don't feel stress. And I think that absence of stress and that absence of worry allows me to feel powerful in my fantasies, in my wish list, my bucket list in life. It allows me to feel strong and confident mm -hmm. and that immersive nature that you get from that park 
doubles that feeling. And so that's what I get. I feel empowered. I love it. I love that. That's that that's that's amazing. That's a that's a really Thanks. that's really kind of deep there, Lynn. I, <laughs> I, I I dig it. I dig you didn't it. sign up for that. <laughs> no, hey, you know I'm here for it though. So, <laughs> uh, so, assuming we have somebody out there that's maybe never been to uh, Disney World to Magic Kingdom before, and they are considering taking their first trip to the park, uh, what? What's what's something to look for or a specific detail or something that they might not want to overlook uh, that they can take away from that first visit? Uh, you know, beyond the – I'm looking for something beyond the take it all in when you walk down Main Street and get your picture right. in front of the castle. Like, I know you know all the spots and all the cool, cool stories. Uh, so just throw us one that somebody might – not have realized before or recognized. Oh gosh, there's so many, so many avenues I can go down here. Um, of course I would have an instance in each different land that you should see. Mm -hmm. Um, opening day attractions are always very special because Mm -hmm. I feel like they're key to that park's personality. And of course you can find those in the brochures when you visit. Um, I could talk about the foods that you've got to try because magic kingdom is such a foodie spot. And I personally never, eat an actual meal when I'm in that park because I snack myself to death. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. New snacks and old snacks and favorite snacks. You know, that's, I'm hardly ever sitting down to eat. Um, a magical thing you may want to share with your friends or your family, or even by yourself when you're visiting, go into Pinocchio's village house, which is a quick service restaurant. I was hoping you were yeah. going to say this because if you weren't, I was going to fill it in because this is my favorite. So, um, <laughs> order a meal, whatever you might want to have. And if you're snacky like me, make it something small. Um, enjoy your meal at the windows to the left of the counter service because you will be able to sit there and wave to all the folks writing um, Small World. And occasionally you'll find signs on the table to hold up and make silly faces and wave. But when you're done clean up your table. And then as you're leaving, you will find a very, very large binder, a wish book. And the blue fairy from Pinocchio's tale will have a glass window there. And you must bring your own pencil or pen or marker or whatever you like and write a wish that you have in this book. Now, if you're lucky, you may have a, um, a seasoned annual pass holder, such as myself or Patty nearby, or you may have a <laughs> cast member nearby that may be able to have the blue fairy bless your wish or visit you in that moment. But that's something that you really should do. Take time to think about what your heart desires and write it down in that book. Leave a little magic. And do you know, I went to Disney World, I don't even know how many times before I was with one of your fellow Mm -hmm. moms panelists who said, hey, let's all go leave our wish. And I was like, what are you talking (laughs) about? Yeah. So that was something new-ish in recent, uh, it's probably, I think I learned Mm -hmm. about a year ago, but I was so excited about it. I was like, that's the coolest thing that I didn't know that Disney did, but that's the kind of stuff that you can find beyond the attractions. Did the Blue Fairy visit when you signed? No, 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 not, not that day, but, um, but it was fun. It was, that was, that was a lot of fun. (laughs) Just kind of to sum things up. How about your family? Does this park hold anything special to you guys? Did you celebrate anything there? What does it, what does it mean to you or your family kind of as a, you know, summation as to why the Magic Kingdom is so amazing? My kids love it so much. For, you know, for the experience that they get there, for the characters they get to see, for the attractions they get to ride. 
both of my kids had their first roller coaster rides in here. The Barnstormer was uh-huh. either their very yeah. first roller coaster. Um, I thought my daughter was going to be terrified at the age three to to go it, but uh, coming out of the attraction, she's like, "Okay, let's go again. Let's do it again. I I do the goofy <laughs> coaster." And then awesome. they, you know, and subsequent twips, trips, they moved up to. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and we're equally enchanted. And um, I know this is not in Magic Kingdom, but my son recently went on Slinky Dog and just ate that up. Oh, that's such a, it's such it's a, such fun, a ride. fun ride. That so he ate that one up. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, and, you know, my husband used to tease me for years after Be Our Guest first opened because availability was so difficult or so, um, you know, we couldn't get in and kept trying to make dinner reservations, whatever. So he teased me that that was the one thing that he'd want to do that he'd never get to do. It was so elusive. It was like seeing a unicorn. You could never get in, but it's there. You just hear tell. And he finally <laughs> got in and we had um, lunch with the beast and he thought that was fantastic. Uh, and he just, I mean... I know that he indulges me so much in the parks and with my, my nerddom and my fandom that it's, it's fun to see what he enjoys versus what I enjoy. And I think that whoever I'm with, right. I try to tour around or cater that park visit to whoever's with me and to see the magic through their eyes or the experiences, what they are really drawn to is is pretty gosh darn awesome. I love doing that. That is one of my favorite things to do is since I've been enough at this point, I have finally learned that it's not always <laughs> all about me. <laughs> Sometimes it's that's where the magic actually happens is when you step back and you let somebody else kind of take the reins or, um, you know, experience it through them and then guide them gently, you know, if they have questions or, or suggestions or things that you know about them that you don't want them to miss uh, for sure. But I, I really enjoyed that. I had an experience, uh, last time I was there was in April, April, and I had this morning where I had actually traveled down for the uh, Star Wars Rival mm-hmm. Run, Run Disney Rival Run, and it was, I think it was, this was a sun, no, it was, wasn't Sunday, well, maybe it was Sunday, it might have been when everybody was running the half, because I was like, not about that. Not about anymore. it. <laughs> uh, and uh, I went to Magic Kingdom, and I was by myself, I was completely by myself, and it was one of those kind of last minute situations where I just walked in. I had no fast passes. I had no plans. I had no, I had nothing. And I looked around and it was a moderately busy day, not super crazy, but I looked around and I was like, uh, what do I do? Usually I, I'm, I, I, at this point I do wing going into the parks, which I don't recommend to most people. <laughs> no. Um, by the way, I really do believe in planning to get the most of your Disney buck. But if you're somebody like me, who's, who's been a lot, then, you know, winging it is sometimes the better option, but but I at least always have a couple of fast passes or two. So I thought, all right, this is an interesting thing. I am going to tour this park solo with not a single fast pass and see what there is to do mm-hmm. outside of my usuals, my regulars, the things that I would always choose to, to go and do. And Lindsay, I had the best oh, day. I'm so glad. I did that it, one time too. And it's yes, it's unexpected. What did you do? It was, yeah, it was completely unexpected. And it was that was that's the perfect answer for it. So I, I walk in and I and I went ahead and I stopped uh to check and see if there happened to be any tours available. Cause I thought, hey, I'm by myself. If um if there's a tour that I could jump on real quick, I would totally be down for tours. I love tours. I'm I'm nerdy and dorky uh, from the history aspect mm-hmm. of Disney as well. Plus anything behind the scenes, I eat that up. 
So I stopped there and they were like, no, I'm so sorry. We're completely booked out. And I was like, all right, no problem. So at that point I started walking down main street and, um, I think I pulled up my phone and was like, I'm hungry. What kind of food is there? What, you know, what, what might be open? And there, the plaza had a reservation Ooh, for brunch. Yeah. A, that was a nice grab. It was a great grab and it was fantastic. And I had a mimosa in Magic Kingdom, which, you know, there's not a lot of alcohol. There's a little right. bit more now than there used now, to be. But back then. Mm-hmm. It used to be a really big deal. So I, I, I ate there. Um, I went over and I rode a Carousel of Progress. Because this was also kind of my rule was if it had a 10 minute wait or less, that's what I was going to do. Yep. If, if, if it had anything more than that, I was going to keep walking and find other things too. I rode Carousel Progress and just had a delightful time because, you know, I pass that up quite a bit. A, nobody I'm with ever wants to go. I do. <laughs> Take me. I'll go with you. <laughs> okay. Noted. Noted. But nobody ever wants to ride it with me. Um, so I, I often pass it up. So I was like, hey, I'm here by myself and I get to choose and I want to ride Carousel Progress. So I rode that. And after that, I got on People Mover, which is also just a favorite. I I love that one. And, and here's I love that one for the pictures you can take, particularly if you're oh, on there yes. during sunset. Sunset is the most magical time of all magical times at Magic Kingdom. And the People Mover is my favorite place to get those those cool cool pictures. But mm-hmm. um, so I did People Mover, and then after that, I wandered over to the Rapunzel's bathroom, and mm-hmm. I looked for the Pascals. How many you got? Yes. I can only get eight. I looked for the Pascals. I think I got oh. nine. I was super close, super close, but I did not find them all. But I just had this delightful 40 minute, you know, wandering around with other guests and trying to find them. And it was, it was so much fun. And I can't remember what I did after that. I think it rained on us at some point. And then somebody, met, I think I, I did end up leaving soon after uh, to meet up with friends at Epcot. But it was this great morning where it was just totally low key and chill. And I thought, all right, so I just answered my own question. Can I have a good day at Magic Kingdom without a single fast pass? And the answer is absolutely. It's totally different than it is. My normal go, 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 get to each ride and ride all the things because that's usually how I do parks. Uh, but I slowed it down and it was, it was another, it was just, it's actually turned out to be one of my one of my favorite times that I spent Isn't that there. great? Mm-hmm. I, had the, I had the same sort of thing. I had a half a day to myself. My um, my family was with me, but the kids were napping. Um, I had an appointment later that day. So I had five hours by myself in Magic Kingdom. And I was almost like frozen with indecision. Yeah. <laughs> in the hub. I was like, I could do this. Oh, but I could also do that. Oh, I could also do this over here. And I braved actually a 30-minute wait on Splash, got my butt wet, <laughs> grabbed an orange bird, which is my one of my favorite treats. And then I actually played the Pirates game in Adventureland. And that was really fun. Um, I was stood in line with all of these tiny children and got myself a map <laughs> and you know, went around using my magic band, opening all the portals. And that was really fun. Yeah, I that is actually on the list of things to do. We just haven't ever got around to it because my kids, like myself, are totally into the rides. And so right. getting them to slow down and to it's do- It's difficult. It's but you know, it's difficult. easier to play mm-hmm. than Sorcerers because Sorcerers will drag you all over yes. Magic Kingdom, whereas the Pirates game is confined to Adventureland. So it moves a little bit quicker. Oh, that's a good tip. That's yeah. a good so tip. If you, if you got got yourself a Dole Whip or an Orange Bird, it's a great time to uh, start it up. To, to and there's like, like eight or nine different maps. So it's different every time. Oh, 
look how smart yes. Disney is. They get you coming back. <laughs> I see. I see you, Disney. I know what yeah. you're doing. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to wrap up this segment of the No Guilt Fangirls uh, podcast. I had a great time with Lindsay, and uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed her and her expertise as well. And Lindsay, where can they find you again on social media? They can find me at Redhead Baby Mama. I'd love to for you guys to reach out and talk Disney and get our nerd on and never forget <laughs> adventure is out there. That's right. That's right. All right, guys. If you liked what you heard today or on any of the other episodes uh, so far, particularly these Disney ones, please remember to leave a review and subscribe. Uh, this this really helps other fangirls find us. Uh, you know, those algorithms and all of that business, uh, it all factors in. And so those five-star reviews help just kind of make us aware to Apple and all the podcasts companies that hi people like this one so don't forget to go ahead and do that for me and every monday i will be back with the monday movie reviews monday movie minute and every thursday you'll find some more of this kind of thing where we fangirl a specific topic uh usually with one or two guests and uh we just kind of get our 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 nerd on on whatever we're excited about this particular fangirling topic is part of the where disney people what do you mean there's other vacations series uh <laughs> it's a working title i don't know if it'll stick but <laughs> that's, what I, that's what i've got for right now uh so be sure to check out the other interviews as well we're talking all of disney world we are definitely talking all of disneyland because that is don't tell Disney World, but that's my favorite. Uh, we are also going to talk all about Disneyland. And I have a guest who wants to come on and talk about some of these international Disney parks that I will probably never see. So I'm going to live like No, don't say never. You got to put it out there. <laughs> oh, that's right. Lindsay's my life coach, y'all. I've just hired her. Um, <laughs> she's been coaching me along all morning long. Uh, so yes, no, it's out there. I'm going to I'm going to be up to knock them all off the list. <laughs> it's going to happen. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. And we hope you'll come back to the No Guilt Fangirls podcast in the future and fangirl with us again. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks.